Hey Shepherd family, I'm joining you outside of our studio here in the hallway in our building B where our Shepherd Studios are constructed just over my left shoulder and I'm reminded of the story of Shepherd over the course of the COVID year. These are the sermon series that we produced and, and put out there for the world and for our Shepherd family to hear. And it is really a great picture of God's faithfulness. And that's what we're going to be talking about in our message today as we reflect on a passage from Lamentations, which is one of those Old Testament books we don't spend a lot of time in. And maybe it's because it's not the most encouraging book because the bulk of it is a reflection on the sorrow and mourning of the destruction of Jerusalem during the 6th century BC, in 587 BC, well before the time of Jesus, well before the time of the Christian church, while God's people were exiled and Babylon came in and conquered Jerusalem. It was a time of great uh, pain and sorrow, pain and sadness, as the people of God felt like he had abandoned them. Now, they had turned their back on him. They needed to repent for the things they had done. And yet still in that moment of great suffering, it didn't feel like God was there for them. And so when we look back on our own history, we can think about the times that God has been faithful to us, even if we face a time of sorrow now. Let me read to you a few of the verses from that passage in Lamentations, and then we'll talk about and reflect on it together. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who depend on him, to those who search for him. So it is good to wait quietly for salvation from the Lord. And it is good for people to submit at an early age to the yoke of his discipline. Let them sit alone in silence beneath the Lord's demands. Let them lie face down in the dust for there may be hope at last. Let them turn the other cheek to those who strike them and accept the insults of their enemies. For no one is abandoned by the Lord forever. Though he brings grief, he also shows compassion because of the greatness of his unfailing love. For he does not enjoy hurting people or causing them sorrow. These verses from Lamentations have a pretty positive connotation to them. And that's unusual and unexpected because Lamentations comes from the word lament, which literally just means complaint, sorrow, but the book of Lamentations is this funeral dirge. It's a, it's a poem, a series of poems about the pain that the people of God are going through as they're exiled into Babylon. And they would not receive the fulfillment of these promises that we just heard from Lamentations chapter 3 for decades and decades. God would eventually bring the people back to his land of promise, to the, to the city of his fulfillment, where the Messiah would be brought forth. But not before even some of those people experiencing that great pain of exile would die. And they wouldn't get to experience that fulfillment of the faithfulness of God. They were trusting that it would take place even if it was after their lifetime. You and I face difficulties and trials in life too. But we believe in that same faithfulness of God. It's not an immediate relief from our sufferings, though we do ask God to provide relief, to provide for our needs, to give us the opportunities to live a life according to his mercy and riches. But ultimately, our faith is not that God would just make our lives easier. It's that he would provide everlasting fulfillment, that he would bring us into his family for an eternal gift of his presence and our life under him in his heavenly kingdom. But until that time, what does living in the hope of that faithfulness look like? Let me paint a picture for you of 
Guatemalan families that receive homes through a mission organization. This particular organization, it's called Casas Pro Cristo if you want to look into them, but they provide housing for families in need by being given family names through a council of pastors in Guatemala that finds these families and then works with them to find out when and how they need a house. These families, though, need to provide the land on which a house is built. And in order to actually receive the house after they have been identified as a recipient of a house, they need to prepare the land. And that land preparation can take six, seven, eight, even nine months of their time. Whether the house is being built on land that's not totally level or it's overgrown, they need to take the time and energy to prepare that land to receive a house. That preparation can look like piling up sandbags and leveling out uh, ground on the side of a hill or digging up plants and trees so that there's enough cleared space to pour the concrete foundation and build the walls and the roof on top of it. And the work that it takes to prepare that land is so intense, so time-consuming, that oftentimes those family members rely on the help of their relatives or neighbors, and they take time out of their jobs if they're employed to get that land ready. In other words, they're putting off their immediate fulfillment for a coming reality. They're trusting that this notification they've received that they will be getting to be house owners is worth the risk of not receiving a paycheck for even six or nine months of time. And that faith that they put in those promises of this organization is rewarded when that mission team flies in and builds a house over the course of three or four days. That's a a small picture of the fulfillment of what long-term faithfulness and long-term trust in a promise looks like. And we take that picture and we think, how do I trust in God's promises that he is going to provide for me an everlasting fulfillment? What does his faithfulness look like, even if it's not just an immediate relief from my problems that I'm facing today? We know that God's presence is more than enough for us to get through the things that we face in this life. But a lot of that confidence comes from the truth that the gift of his son in redeeming us in the relationship we have with God our Father is an eternal reality. It takes us beyond the struggles of this life. We know that there's pain and brokenness that will last the the remainder of our lives, whether it's a particular chronic physical condition or maybe a broken relationship. We know that not everything will be fixed for us. Life isn't just going to be made easy for us because we trust in God. Instead, what Lamentations teaches us and what we can look to those Guatemalan families for is an example of long-term belief and long-term trust in the promises of God. I'm not looking for God to just solve all my problems. I'm believing in a restored relationship that will have eternal significance. God is welcoming us into his family, a family that is not restricted and limited to this lifetime, but that is a, a heavenly reality. And so when those moments of darkness and pain seem overbearing, overwhelming in this life. Know that our hope and our faith is in a coming faithfulness. It's not a promise that can't be kept, but it's a promise that can't be fulfilled and realized until finally that day when Christ returns and we are brought with him into that heavenly kingdom along with all those who believe. So we might have those days where we want to lament, complain, and God says, pour that thing, pour those things on me because I know what you're going through. And yet, my promises are still good for you because there is an eternal significance 
an everlasting reality to the joy and fulfillment of my faithfulness in your lives. In Jesus' name, amen.